Hey there, you're listening to the Aligned Women Podcast, the original podcast for women in chiropractic. If doing all the things you were told to do to grow your practice have left you overwhelmed and exhausted, you're in the right place. I'm Dr. Danielle Eaton, the founder of Aligned Women. We help women in chiropractic who are just like you to grow profitable practices without sacrificing being present with your family. If you're done with spinal screenings and health fears, want more time freedom, more money in your bank account, and a practice that you love without sacrificing your health, be sure to grab the Aligned Chiropractors Survival Guide at AlignedChiroSurvivalGuide.com. Now, sit back, take a deep breath, and enjoy today's episode. All right, let me put on my recording voice. (laughs) Because we've been talking for the last two hours, having a team meeting, and now we're here recording a podcast to share with our audience, our community, which is going to be all about the two most common questions that I'm asked about working with team members and working with team members virtually specifically. So I have my team members here today, and we're going to talk about those two questions. But we're going to start off with interviews first interviews. Oh my gosh, can we delete? (laughs) No, seriously, you can keep it. We're going to start off with introductions first. So if you've ever been on a Q&A session with me, then you know that I start with the person who is in my top left corner by default. So that person is Maya Young. Maya, share with the audience your title, your job title, a little bit about you and what you do. All right. I am Director of Operations for Aligned Practice, aka Dr. Danielle Eaton. And I live in Maine with my two kiddos who are 11 and 8. And I basically manage the back end of the operations of the whole online business. So communicating... You are the equivalent of an office manager. Yeah. So all the logistics, the tech, and kind of managing what everyone's doing and what is coming up in the pipeline and what needs to happen in order to get to that place. Mm -hmm. And making sure I keep my head on straight as often as possible. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next up is Jill. Jill, you get to share your job title and a little bit about yourself and the work that you do. Hello, everyone. My name is Jill and I'm a communications manager with Dr. Danielle Eaton. I am currently traveling the country in an RV. So right now we're in Arizona. I'm originally from Chicago and have decided to take this journey. And it's been amazing because I've been able to work with such an amazing team that supports me and my different time zones and the different um, internets that I have to go on, but, um, and the places I need to have my um, meetings at. So right now I have it either in my bedroom or on the couch or outside, but kind of all over the place. What I do for this amazing team is I do the communication. So I am there emailing everyone, answering questions, responding on Facebook, looking into everyone if they have any need help or have questions. And I help with different Q&A sessions. So I'm kind of whatever Danielle and the team needs, I'm, I'm here to help. And you're managing my schedule for the most yeah. part, which yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is really helpful for me. <laughs> All right, Candace is up next. Candace, share your job title, introduce yourself, and share a little bit about what you do behind the scenes. Absolutely, I'd love to. 
I'm the content developer for Aligned Women or Dr. Danielle Eaton. And my husband, Cody, and I have been married for 12 years. We live in Texas with our two girls who are nine and six. We live in a teeny tiny town and actually on our, our um, family home place. So this place has been in our family for over 100 years. Just a fun little fact. But for the company, I get to do all the fun creative side of things, make things pretty. So I hope that you're enjoying the aesthetics of um, the content that you are consuming. And we do have a fifth team member who works physically with me, mostly supporting the kids. (laughs) Most people know my three youngest kids are homeschooled and my stepdaughter doesn't live with us right now. She hasn't lived with us, but she will be in the future. And she's always attended public school. So Daisy is our other team member's name. She grew up in the Philippines and immigrated to the U.S. I think 20 years ago. I could be wrong. It could have been 30 years ago, but she might hit me with a shoe or something if she heard me say that. Um, (laughs) And she does an amazing job of supporting my kids like they're her own kids. So kudos and like a huge high five to her because she does work that honestly I don't want to do I mean I love my kids and I want to be their mom but I don't want to be like a I don't want to be a stay-at-home mom which is kind of funny because I'm a work from home mom instead of three homeschooled kids it's a very fine line (laughs) okay so the reason that we're having that we're sharing this group podcast with you, if you will, is because I wanted to be able to answer some of the questions that we get asked pretty frequently about hiring team members and specifically working with people virtually. And I mean, working with people virtually is kind of hard for me to explain because if you're not here to see the process of it, then I don't know, I just have a hard time putting it into words, but we are essentially working virtually together right now as we are recording this podcast episode. Maya has been on our team since January. So it was January of 2019. Yeah. And you started as an independent contractor. And then at some point I was like, you know, you have other clients that you work for, but can you just work for me? (laughs) I think I was also thinking the same thing at the same time that it was my dream to just be able to work with just you. And then, yeah, it's just amazing how naturally it all came together. Well, it did feel like a big leap of faith for me at that time to like put someone on a, on a salary and like, this is your steady full-time income and you have two children that you support. And I was like, okay, we're going to make this happen. <laughs> and it's been not just fine, but it's been like the best decision ever. And there's so much that you do now that I'm like, I don't know, ask Maya or like people will ask me and I'm like, I don't actually know how to do that anymore because I haven't done it in over a year. Thanks to you. Yeah. So how did we get connected? You came recommended by my business coach, actually. You worked Mm -hmm. for her as an online business manager and she had said, you should hire Maya in like our annual planning session (laughs) that we did Mm -hmm. two years ago. And I was like, okay. And so I did that. And now here we are. Yeah. I think it's been about just a little over a year, maybe around 14 months since you transitioned from working with me, but also supporting other clients and then just working for 
Dr. Danielle Eaton, LLC, AKA Aligned Women. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Earlier this year, we wanted to hire a part-time person to take over some administrative tasks. And you and I worked pretty closely together on that process. Can you describe a bit of like what that process was like so people can hear what we did? I'll just say first that we got clear about who it is that we wanted to hire. Like we knew a little bit about the work tasks that we wanted them to do and what kind of personality we wanted that person to have. And I created a Facebook post, I think in Aligned Chiropractors mm-hmm. and just said, Hey, if you know someone, like if you've had a great office manager or someone else that's worked in your office, who would be a great fit for this role, send them my way, have them email me at this email address. And then you pretty much took it over from there. Yeah. So we had many emails come in. So it would be emails from members of Aligned Chiropractors, formerly known as Mama Chiropractors. And then I would reach out directly to the suggested applicant. And then we would have a conversation and, you know, they'd send a resume and or that sort of thing. And then I scheduled interviews. So Danielle and I worked together to create questions and kind of have an idea of kind of core values of what we were looking for in someone to join the team. So I did an initial interview with, I think, three or four applicants, two of them being Jill and Candace. Mm -hmm. And then I think, did I narrow it down then, Danielle, to a couple I yeah, can't remember I think exactly. that you had narrowed it down to like maybe three candidates. And then from that point, I interviewed those three. And then we sort of, I honestly think that we asked the exact same questions in the interviews, which we did strategically so that like we were getting the same responses so that we could compare like, what's your opinion? What's my opinion on each of the candidates? And yeah, there were two that I was like, um, both of these are really awesome. And I knew it didn't make sense at that time to hire two people for one role. So we had to make a decision. <laughs> that was the hardest part in the process. I think people have this perception that it's hard to find good people. And I actually find that it's been hard for us to narrow down the good people to like picking the right person. That's actually felt harder to me than finding good people. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because we know awesome people who then send awesome people our way or if it's luck (laughs) or like something else that we're doing, but I don't find that it's hard to find good people. It's just hard to pick the one right good person. Yeah. I mean, I think we're fortunate that we surrounded ourselves by virtual communities that have lots of really great people in them. So that has really helped because I know that's how you and I connected to Danielle is through another membership program that we both are in. And that's how I met your business coach. So having those little tight-knit communities with like-minded people, I think is kind of a really good starting point. Yeah. So there wasn't like a magic secret in our hiring process. Although I do feel like we were pretty strategic with our interview questions, but we got those interview questions from Momentum, I think with Amy Porterfield. So we're not currently, I'm not currently in her program now, but at the time I was, and she had a how-to that like gave some interview questions, suggestions. And I was like, these are pretty good. Let's use these. (laughs) So that's what we did. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Yes. So in regard to 
working together virtually. I think all of us previously have worked in real life settings. (laughs) That's not the right word. Brick and mortar businesses, right? We all have. And at some point, we've also all transitioned to either working completely virtually as we are now and or working virtually and doing other things in person with people as well. So what are your thoughts about how you would describe or how you would help someone learn how to work with other people in the way that we do? I find it really hard to explain this to people because it's just been, it's been what I've been doing for so many years now that I'm like, well, you just get on Zoom. But that's not very helpful for people. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely more complexity than that. (laughs) But obviously, communication is number one. And that's communication via Zoom. And we also communicate as a team and individually between each other through Voxer so that we have day-to-day communication. We have Danielle and I meet weekly. And then we meet as a whole team every other week. Yes. Okay, take, take notes on this. Our audience needs to take, take notes on this because a lot of our members and aligned women or other chiropractors that might be listening, they own the business, they have team members and they've got discourse amongst their team. And I'm like, that is a no. Like you can't have discourse amongst your team because your team is there to support you. The CEO is the visionary of the business. And a lot of the CEO's job is to just think And it's really hard to do that if there's static or noise or there's a lot of distractions or if you don't have good systems and procedures and know like what kind of communication goes where. If you have a lot of distractions in the time that you're supposed to be thinking and strategizing and planning, then you're not ever actually getting into the forward thinking. And that's that's been a big struggle for me. And you all know that. Like it's been like a long process of, getting me out of the position of being the bottleneck in the business, like meaning that everybody is always waiting on me for something. (laughs) Like I'm the one holding everything up and that doesn't feel good at all because I can see that when it's happening. I'm like, Oh, here I am being the bottleneck. And then it's a process of continuing to look at how we solve that problem as well. Mm -hmm. So I interrupted you, Maya. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, that's okay. Yeah. So the daily, weekly communication, actually talking to each other, whether it's via Voxer or Zoom. But then I would say kind of the foundation, at least for me, as managing the operations is we have, we use a project management system called Asana. And in there, we have all of the tasks, all the daily tasks, the weekly tasks, the recurring tasks, the monthly tasks for all the different projects that we have. And then each person is assigned those and there's due dates. And we also are communicating in there. That way the communications don't get lost. So if we know that we've had a conversation about a certain task and can't quite remember what that was about, we can search it. So I know for my role, not having a sauna or a project management system would really, my head would be spinning. So yeah, I think communication is the key. <laughs> and then one other thing I wanted to circle back around to as far as hiring good people is also your onboarding process. So we hired Jill and we hired Candace. And in that process, when Jill was starting and same thing with Candace, I had a Google Sheet. That's a, one of our other tools that we use is Google Drive for 
pretty much everything. And I had a list of all of Jill's responsibilities, all of any access that she needed, you know, account information for in order to complete that. And then we also created standard operating procedures for those tasks so that she was easily able to do it. And then if, if at some point we hire someone else to help Jill out, she can just say, hey, here's the SOP for that task. Yes. And I would like to expand on the communication, especially after having just come off of a two-hour meeting in which I started off by saying who I voted for and <laughs> <laughs> like, um, and just put a whole lot of stuff out there. I feel like it's really important. My core values are freedom, love, truth. And so I was kind of sharing with you all that, you know, I was feeling or have been feeling like I've been holding back my truth a lot for a variety of reasons throughout this year on a variety of topics. Because of that, I've been feeling like out of alignment in short, right? And so I was like, let's just start off our meeting with me telling you all these things I've been thinking about, but not telling you because of all these reasons. (laughs) So I think a lot of business owners don't do that. They feel like they can't share that kind of stuff with their team members. And I know for me, I mean, everyone gets to make their own decision. I know for me, when I'm not being transparent, I'm like, I start to feel this. um, It's not anger. That's not the word. It's like resistance in a way. I start to feel like I'm like not, I can't not tell the truth about things. And so it's really hard for me when I'm like, I feel like I have to hold myself back from saying what I think. Even though, yeah, I'm typically a people pleaser. I'm also a bit rebellious too. But regardless, I know very clearly for myself that freedom, love, and truth are my core values. And so I just aspire to bring that into our culture as a company as well. And I have no space as none of the rest of us do. I have no space for drama (laughs) of any kind. And we work consistently at communicating clearly with each other. And like, if anyone is feeling off about something or feeling pressured, feeling overwhelmed that we're fixing it instead of like, well, yep, that's just the way things are. You know, keep on going, work hard. (laughs) No, like we've changed... um, program launch dates. We've changed things that could have affected revenue so that we don't feel overwhelmed because my priorities are for us to be healthy and happy and safe first before we make more money. Yeah. And for me, I know that was one of my goals in my career was to work for a business that was in alignment with my core values. So being able to be in work every day with people that are like-minded was is a really important thing. So I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm living my dream. <laughs> yeah, and I think so cool. time in. Uh, Candace said it best kind of this summer was just, we've never worked for a company like this. And it's been so nice. Like I've always been in the corporate environment where, you know, you just shut up and work and do your work and put your head down and get those sales. I was in 10 years in the hospitality industry and I was just ready for a change. It was time to find something different. And it's been so nice. Just family and friends alike have been kind of shocked. I'm like, oh, I just text my boss. I'm just going to box to her and just tell her, you know, just about my life. Like, like what? I don't do that. And it's just been so rewarding and so nice to have like 
a team that understands me that I can be completely open with. I can't tell a lot. I can't keep things, you know, bottled up and I just wear it all in my heartstrings. So I think you all know that already, um, but it's been so nice to have a team and kind of just this great organic feeling that we've made together. So it's been really nice. And you do do this check-ins, you know, we do check-ins every 15 days just to say where we are. Do you need help? Can I help you with anything? Is anything there that you need from me? And it's been so nice because sometimes we do and sometimes we don't. And we've just been going this way and it's just been a great experience. It's the best job I've ever worked for in my life. So thank you. (laughs) Well, after hearing some of the things that you shared in our meeting earlier today, I'm like, that's pretty freaking cool because um, you've worked at some pretty prestigious places and, um, and didn't have a good experience. I'll leave it at that. So I'm glad that you mentioned the weekly reporting, which we technically do every 15 days, as you mentioned, um, because I recommend that so often to our members. Like when people are asking how to improve communications, I feel like that's one of our key strategies, our key components to keeping our communication really open and proactive, not just like, oh, I was upset about this because we like, we're so proactive with things that it never gets to a point where that's what we're looking at. Although if it does, then we'll also work through that together too. But in our weekly reporting, we now have gotten to a place where the three of you hardly ever report problems especially hardly ever report problems that you didn't know how to solve or didn't like work together amongst yourselves to create a solution for. And I'm the one that's like, ah, I don't have enough time for this or I need more time. It's always time where I'm like, I feel like I don't have enough time. How do we fix this? But that goes again, back to what I was saying about being the bottleneck in the business, because this is what happens when you are the owner of the business and the service provider in the business it is really hard when you are the one that's doing all the service providing and then also trying to be the CEO of the business because that takes just a lot of introspection, a lot of inward time, not time that's like with other people. And there's literally not a lot of time just left open in your schedule if you fill it all up with appointments to take care of people. So yeah, I feel like I feel like our weekly reporting is really key, really, really key. Again, even though there's hardly ever any problems reported from the three of you, <laughs> it is, it's just like going to the gym or going to the chiropractor. Like you do it in the beginning to fix a problem perhaps, right? And then you keep doing it even when that, even when there are no problems, because that prevents the problems that you started doing it for in the first place. Not that we were really having problems. It was just like, I think we should do this. Yeah. <laughs> Candace, do you have anything that you want to add? Yeah, I was going to say, it's been really refreshing to me because I came from the corporate industry and business management. And one of the things that struck me when I first started with Align Women is that we truly practice what we preach, so to speak. Yeah. So one of the big things that we review each quarter is each of our self-care and non-compromisables. And I think that it's important for us to keep that front of mind. But it's also really neat too, because when, like Danielle was saying, there have been times where we've taken projects and pushed them back because it was for the greater good of one of our team members, because we know what is important to each one of us as individuals. Mm -hmm. 
and we support one another. And I think that's another reason that we get along so well is we know what's important to one another. So we can help support those goals and encourage them too. Yeah. I'm glad that you mentioned that because I was thinking about that as Maya was talking about something else and thought maybe we'd come back to it. But yeah, each of you have worked through all of the program content and all of the programs that exist. And that's honestly a lot of information for you to have processed. But I felt that it was important for you. And the question always comes up, do you pay them for that? I'm like, well, yes, yes. It's an investment in in each of your development, if you will. Yes, you pay them for that. And so you've worked through all the program content. And then as you started doing that, I was like, oh, and I want to know, like, how does this apply for you? How does what you've learned from this program apply for you? So that was then where like we started to, it's in our weekly meeting agenda, what your non-compromisals are, what your self-care commitment is. And we can hold each other accountable to that as well, which is mostly helpful. (laughs) (laughs) I really like how we've, we've done some personality tests and shared those in that weekly agenda too. And it's been really interesting to see, we were laughing earlier about Jill's strengths and how perfectly they align with her position in our team. And so it's just interesting because I've been able to learn more about each one of my team members to really understand who we are at the root of us as individuals. So it's been really eye-opening and just fun. Maya, did you have something else that you wanted to add? Um, Yes, I did have a couple of things. So we mentioned the meeting agenda. So that I think that's a big part of our meetings are very productive and efficient because we have a living document that's our weekly meeting agenda. And I know I have it open on my desktop all the time so that I know if there's something that I we need to talk about, I put it in there. And then it keeps us on track as far as what we need to cover during our meeting. And yes, sometimes we meander off the path, but we always come back to it and then it keeps us on, on track to what we need to talk about. The other thing that I wanted to mention which I know for me, having sort of ownership in the business and being part of all the inner workings of it makes me much more connected to it. And so every month and every quarter, we go over goals for the business, the numbers for the business and all of that. And to me, I've really appreciated that about you, Danielle, that you've been so transparent about it because I know there's a lot of CEOs that wouldn't want to share numbers, you know? Mm-hmm. And so to me, that number crunching and seeing us hit our goals and that sort of thing gives me ownership and makes me proud and makes me excited and makes me much more connected to the business and to the team in general. Yeah, word. <laughs> <That's all> <laughs> a lot of business owners don't reveal the nitty gritty details of their business because it feels very vulnerable to do. And they may not see the importance of of doing that with their team members. I've been on the receiving end of that. And I knew like someone that I was talking with who was a mentor to me when I was talking about like the struggle that I was feeling in this particular, particular job. I was like, 
I don't have any clear goals. I don't know like what's actually going on. I just know that I'm always told to like try to do better and do more and work harder. And I have no idea like where I'm going in this role. And he said, he asked me, well, have you looked at the profit loss statements for the business? And I was like, <laughs> no, um, I'm pretty sure she wouldn't even share those if I did ask for them. And I never, here's the thing though, like the kicker, you would think that I would have then gone to her and asked, you know, if she could share more of that kind of information, but I never did. I just continued to feel resentful about the lack of transparency and like, why is she always pressuring me to do more and not really guiding me on what it is she wants me to do exactly. So that was a learning experience for sure. And this is a thing I see happen a lot for doctors that have associates in their practice. The associate feels just like what I just described and they have no idea what the profitability of the, of the practice actually is. And they think in their mind, they're making so much money. Why are they not paying me more? But then when you look at the profitability of the business, it's not actually that great. But the business owner doesn't want to disclose that because they might feel, again, that it's very vulnerable. They might feel embarrassed by where their business is at or whatever it is. You know, there's usually an emotional entanglement with it. And then the associate just continues to think they're being taken advantage of. So if we could just communicate clearly in a proactive way, we could avoid a whole lot of emotional drama that nobody really wants to deal with in the first place. So I was thinking about like, how do we help the person who has a brick and mortar business understand more clearly how to work with someone virtually? Why would they want to do that? Well, like when we hired Jill, for example, Jill took on like one or two tasks, I think. And they were like checking the email inbox <laughs> twice a day. I mean, it was like, here's a baby step. And let's see how you do with that. Because most people who are hands-on practitioners don't love checking their email, <laughs> don't love following up on the emails. They don't love scheduling social media posts, etc. So we started looking at like, what, what tasks do we want to offload to someone else? And then as Jill demonstrated, like she's awesome at doing what she does. Then we were like, okay, now let's give you this task. Let's give you this task. And just today in our meeting, Maya said, Jill has taken over the task of scheduling. Was it reminders for Q&A sessions? Q&A sessions. And I was like, all right, that's so yeah. awesome. I didn't know that. And that is so cool. I love it when, when like you guys say, hey, we did this. And I'm like, huh, freaking cool. Because then I know that, I'm building a team of people who feel empowered instead of people that always have to come to me for the answers to everything, which is what a lot of business owners do because deep down inside, they like feeling that sense of importance and control. And I'm more clear that I don't want to have that happening. Like I have three children who are homeschooled, for example, that takes time and energy and I know I want to be able to be present with them as much as possible when I am with them and just work when I am working. So it's really important for me that you all feel empowered to make decisions and know like you can make decisions and go with it and it's going to be okay. Right. Do you think that there's anything that we do in particular that helps you feel that way? Is there something we do that empowers like you, you to make decisions? I know like with um, the emails, like if you just gave me the first test of emails, that's pretty easy. We all know how to 
get onto email, but it was nice because I could play around with it. I could see the way you responded to each member, or I could see the way that how you dealt with a question or how you answered a question that certain way. It was really nice to go into the different folders and where you keep things, what emails were coming monthly or weekly. And then as each task progressed, I was able to play around and get a better feel for it than here's email, here's this, 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 this. And it was kind of nice to just be like, okay, email, that's easy. But it was really nice to kind of dive in deep and, and see all the different ways that you can respond and things like that. So it, it really was helpful to just have small baby steps at a time. I know I did that, Jill, intentionally because I have had past experiences where someone has handed off an entire Asana project, like the whole business. <laughs> you're like get a hundred new tasks at one time and it's crazy overwhelming right. so we had a really good opportunity to wean you into it and then it's been really good because as I've handed tasks off to you you've really liked it and I've also really liked <laughs> having one less thing on my plate right so that's been good yeah, because I, I did the same thing. I mean, every new job I started, it's just a whole list of things to do. And it was just a completely different way of how you would normally do it. And it, it was really refreshing. And it, it was awesome. <laughs> so interestingly, I feel like Candace's onboarding wasn't quite as organized or structured because I was mostly doing it. <laughs> and Maya <laughs> is like more of the details, organized, structured person. And I'm, I tend to like, just kind of fly by the seat of my pants, not because I want to per se, but like, that's sort of how I developed as a human. Like I was just always flying by the seat of my pants, dealing with whatever chaos came up. So I'm consistently working through like unwinding that in myself and creating more structure and more systems. And I realized as a parent, as a mother, like I wanted to be able to have my, help my kids learn better self-management, self-leadership skills than what I had myself. So that's another reason why like, I work toward improving in that way. But Candace, what are your thoughts? Did you feel like your onboarding was... I mean, you know you can be fully honest, right? Even on... <laughs> I was going to say, and I don't know if it's because my brain works the same way and I am good at just flying by the seat of my pants too. But yeah. I think that part of it was you and I met every single week. So yeah. if there was something that I was unsure about or had questions about, I also had the opportunity that was pre-scheduled on the calendar that I knew I could jot that down and that we could go through it. So it yeah. didn't feel that way to me, but it, maybe it was just because of those systems that were already in place that I knew it was just going to be a matter of days before we could chat about it. And then we also had Boxer and the ability to communicate back and forth within those tasks in Asana. So I think Maya mentioned it earlier and talked about it in depth, but having those systems in place to communicate made a huge difference. I think maybe in my defense, I don't know, but I think to be fair, Jill's role also was diff like your roles are different. And when we hired Jill, we were taking tasks from Maya, giving them to someone else. So we already pretty clearly knew what the tasks were. And when we hired you, it was like, we're creating a whole new 
being here. <laughs> and there wasn't a, as clear of a defined role with defined tasks. So we kind of created that as we went along. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think okay. I did the same thing for me. And I, it was just nice that she said, there is no stupid question. Just ask me whatever question that you might have. And that's really good to hear from your, you know, from your boss or your leader or anybody that you can ask as many questions, just feel comfortable in asking those questions. And I always did. So I think with, um, you know, a VA or somebody just make them feel, be transparent with that person and make them feel that there is no stupid question to ask me it and we'll figure it out together and, and we'll move on and we'll move forward. So that's kind of how I felt too. So this is my last point, I think, before I ask you for your last points. <laughs> Jill just mentioned the words VA. And I think there's a lot of misconceptions around what a virtual assistant is. People often ask, like, what does a virtual assistant do? Well, let's look at it differently. A virtual assistant is just basically someone who works for your company from a remote location. And they can do whatever you want them to do that can be done in that way. <laughs> so instead of thinking about like, maybe I need to hire a virtual assistant, I would encourage you to start thinking about what tasks do you want to offload? And then does it make sense to hire someone that works with you in person? Or does it make sense to hire someone that works remotely? Or could it be either? In a lot of cases, if you just start with like what we described with Jill, if you start with very few tasks, that person doesn't have to be right there alongside you, but yet you're getting some support in your business. So it's not necessarily like, what does a VA do? It's what do you want to offload first? That the, That is the question you should be asking. All right. So other parting thoughts before we wrap this up. I just want to say I wasn't like kind of looking for a VA. Like I didn't even know what a VA was originally when I like I worked in corporate for over 10 years. I was a group sales manager. I had all this experience with computers. So you don't really have to do, like you said, that box of looking for a VA. You know, there's so many people. It's 2020. Most people know how to get on their email um, that are willing, you know, just find that great person and teach them what you need help with. And they'll be there for you every step of the way. So just finding that right person that fits you and your personality and your goals you don't necessarily have to find somebody who's strictly a VA. Mm -hmm. I think also a lot of people get overwhelmed by the idea of delegating at all. And I think one of the keys has been doing the little chunks, like the little chunks that I've given to Jill. But even when I started working with just Danielle, we eased into it. We had a list of tasks that we want that she wanted to have me take over. And I would just do like, a little bit. And, you know, after a month or two, I had taken on those tasks, but it wasn't like, you have to get it all done, you know, and have it all figured out tomorrow, you know, ease into it versus having to do it all at once. That's one of the reasons why I recommend people hire before they think they can or should. Because if you feel already overwhelmed with the amount of administrative work that you need to do for your, your practice, it's only going to get worse as you continue to see more patients or clients. And so you need to get support sooner than what you think that you should or can. We spent a lot of time yesterday in the Q&A session for Aligned Women talking about that exact thing. Like the, one of the members was in a place, she's in a place in her practice where she really needs to offload some of the stuff that she's doing that's not in her zone of genius and give it to someone else. And yet in her mind, she thinks she can't afford it. And I'm like, you can't afford not to do this if you want your business to grow. 
And I know for myself, you know, just what, four years ago, after having a brick and mortar business where I had me plus three team members, I was like, I can't fathom how I could hire support. <laughs> like, it just felt like such a far off thing. But now here we are four years later, and there are five of us that work in this company, and there will be more of us at some point in the future, I'm sure. <laughs> All right, Candace, any last thoughts? Oh, I can't think of any. Okay, awesome. All right. Well, I hope this was helpful for everyone to listen to. Like I said, we get asked these questions a lot and we'll be able to share this with a lot of people. So thank you, the three of you, for being willing to put this out there because you're usually working behind the scenes and this is a much more public, (laughs) outward way of participating in our business. Thank you. Thank you again for joining me for this episode of the Aligned Women Podcast. If you love this show, please share your favorite episode with another woman in chiropractic. Think of your classmates and the women who practice near you. Is there one who you know is tired, overwhelmed, exhausted, or just burned out? If so, let her know about the Aligned Women Podcast right away. And if you love what you hear on this show and want more insight into Aligned Women's proven method for women in chiropractic on how you can have more time freedom and more financial freedom, how you can build a practice full of the right patients, not just more of them, and how you can feel confident that you're making the impact you were born to make as a chiropractor. Be sure to grab the Aligned Chiropractors Survival Guide at alignedchirosurvivalguide.com. Thanks again for listening and see you next week.